Hello, and welcome to an episode of comics you've never heard of that you should probably know. That's right, I'm rebranding three seasons in. Welcome to the start of season three. My guest today... Excuse me, I'm drinking beer. Uh, my guest today is Kayla Esmond. Hello. Hello. Do I have this distinction of being the first one that, like, are you adding the comics you haven't heard of but should probably know? Yeah. Uh, no, no, is no, no. The... I've actually subtracted because he, oh. he, used, he used to be JRD's comics you've never oh, heard of that you should probably know. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, thought, I, I thought you'd added the you haven't heard of, and I was like, I'm glad to have the distinction of being the first one, but obviously I'm a very, I'm a very big fan. Uh, <laughs> I listen to every episode, and I'm not quite sure of the name. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Very honored to, to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to listen to all of my friends' podcasts all of the time, but like none of my friends ever talk about murder enough for my taste. So. <laughs> They're like, here's some funny stuff for you that's good for your soul. And I'm like, no, fuck you. No one's dead in this story. Mm-hmm. Oh, your bar show was rough? Well, fuck you. Did you get your arms chopped off and drag your way up a hill? What's up, Bear? What's you doing here? Oh, we're... Uh... Former guest, Bear, just walked into Rome. Reporting a podcast, you jackass. I've collected almost the entire Arkansas house now. Getting close. Have you done the twins? I've done the twins. I've done Bear. Now I'm getting you. Yeah. You should do Josh, and then you'll have done as many of them as I have. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's disturbing. Let me go ahead and say on the record, I have not had sex with any of my roommates except for my boyfriend. Your um, I have had sex with all of their girlfriends, however. You ju- you realize you just said roommates, right? Instead of roommates. You know, everybody makes mistakes, Jer. Uh, <laughs> but if this is the way this is gonna go, <laughs> it was just it was just so. You were like you were struggling to get room out, and then you're like, "Fuck it, I'm going rune." Yep. <laughs> I uh. No, I'm a big Trump supporter. I like to, to invoke <laughs> him in my speech. I'm a big fan of his work, uh, truly, as an orator. <laughs> and uh, you're from Arkansas originally, yes? Yes? Actually, originally from Texas. Um, so is everybody in the Arkansas house who's claiming to be from Arkansas <laughs> not actually from fucking Arkansas? Uh, Bear and Josh both grew up solely in Arkansas. Uh, David and Wes... Grew up mostly in Arkansas, and then I grew up in Texas, and I went to Arkansas for uh, my undergrad, and um, I ended up staying in Arkansas for like eight years, and then I moved out to L.A. Ah. But that's where I started comedy. That's where I went to college, and like, mm. this was the first place I lived that wasn't home. It's it's weird thinking of all these little places, and then you're like, you started comedy there, right? Because mm. <laughs> like, I started in Montana. Yeah. And then you, and then like, almost everybody... In this house, except the twins. I think the twins started in Michigan. Or David uh, started. David started in Michigan. Wes started started around the same time I did in Little Rock. That's right. That's right. Uh, for more on that, see previous episodes. There you go. Killing each other roughly. Call the Clyde brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Callbacks right there. That's well, how you. That's how you increase uh, your traffic there. Yeah. <laughs> For more info, see this episode. It's like podcast footnotes. Yeah. I'll have a full bibliography at the end. So what what caught your attention of uh, stand-up comedy? What what made you, what triggered you to go like, I want to do this? 
So I got super into stand-up comedy when I was getting my, I was getting a musical theater degree. Um, and I discovered that Pandora had stand-up comedy stations. I think like a lot of people in my generation, my first introduction to stand-up comedy was when I was like the fifth or sixth grade to Dane Cook. I saw his like half hour, mm-hmm. his Comedy Central half hour. Yeah. Um, which, say whatever the fuck you will about Dane Cook. That's a, it was a really engaging half hour. And you know, when you're that age, like it, it just like, it was my first <coughs> introduction to it. So I watched, uh, some back in the day, in the early days of YouTube, there was this trend of like, um, taking stand-up comedy tracks and putting poorly drawn cartoons on top of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I super yeah, into yeah. that, and then I kind of re got into stand-up in college because um, in high school I was trying really hard to be Christian. So didn't have any stand-up comedy. <laughs> trying super hard to be Christian. Uh, college, I got into stand-up when I discovered Pandora had stand-up comedy stations, and then mm-hmm. that's where I got really into it. And I started, like, recording little snippets on my phone and voice memos. Mm-hmm. So it was always one of those things, like, oh, I'd love to do stand-up comedy, but I didn't even know how you do stand-up comedy. Yeah, I, like... I, thought, I thought it was something just famous actors did in between movies or something. Yeah, you know like, I, mean? I had this understanding that they were, like, stand-up comedians and stuff, and this was their job, but, like, I had no clue how to go about that. Yeah. Um, and once I graduated college, I was working as an actor. I was working a lot as an actor. Um, and I went on, but I was also like at the same time, just like hoeing around town on Tinder. <laughs> I was just slamming ass across Tinder. I was going on dates with dudes and chicks and like, I was like fucking them and then ghosting them completely. Like that was my pattern. I would go on a Tinder date and I'd have fun and like, I'd get drunk, bang this person and then like never talk to them again. It sounds um, like my entire high school <laughs> experience. It was, it was very much my M.O. And so I go on this date with this dude, and I'm planning a ghost, and I get super drunk, and he's talking about how he used to do comedy open mics. And I was like, oh, I used to do comedy open mics, too. He's like, I've been looking to get into it. I'm like, I don't need to get into it, too. Because, like, I'm never going to see this dude again. I don't give a fuck. I'm just, like, talking, you know? Yeah. And, like, we ended up running into a friend of mine. I should probably back up just a tiny bit. I'm done. <laughs> A year before, I'd done a film with a stand-up comic. I'd done this feature with a stand-up comic in Little Rock, Michael Brown, who has this uh, nerd-themed, this, like, geek-themed game show, pop culture-themed game show, mm-hmm. um, trivia game show, and uh, I I went on it a few times, and he, told he to his credit, had told me I should try stand-up comedy. Because I would go on the show, I'd be with the comics, and I'd, like, be making jokes and cracking jokes and stuff with these mm-hmm. comedians, um, just having a good time. So like we run into, so flashback to, <laughs> flashback to on the date with this dude, we leave and we end up running into a friend of mine who I'd met through the game show, mm-hmm. who, ha- who was a comic in Little Rock. And, uh, just by having his, we run into him and this dude is like, oh, we were going to go do a, an open mic. When's the next open mic? My friend is like, Tuesday, Kayla, are you coming? Everyone's going to be so excited. Because, like, I knew some of the comics just mm-hmm. from the game show. Yeah. And so now I'm going to go to this. Now I'm like. <laughs> now you're committed now to I've a committed second date. to, like, not only a second date, but also going to this open mic. Um, and so we go to the open mic and turns out I'm actually, like, pretty good and he's really <laughs> awful and like all his jokes are stolen and he's just a really bad comic and we dated for a little while and it was just awful but like we broke up pretty quick like i kept the comedy dumped him uh, we only dated for a as months. you should 
Like the Godfather. Keep the comedy. Dump him. Yeah, he was. He he sucked. He was gone. Uh, but like, I I stuck with comedy, um, and I really fell in love with it. And that's kind of how I. All I needed to do was just ask somebody, "Hey, what do you do? What did you do to start doing comedy?" But instead, I had to be forced into drunkenly saying, lying, and saying I already did comedy, <laughs> trying to bang this dude, and uh, that's how I started. Question. Did the did the dude get banged? Well, yeah, we dated for like two months. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he got some, and we were just absolutely. We were just talking about no, thank you, bitch. I got some. <laughs> we were just talking about how you and me used to be hot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In my early twenties, I was like, I got really sick uh, after college, and I like couldn't keep any food down for like a year. But I lost a lot of weight, and everyone was like, "You want to bang?" And I was like, "Yeah, my dad wasn't around. Let's do this." <laughs> for me, I just, I just had like good genes mm. kicked in, like around. Eighth grade lasted me through till about twenty two. So yeah. no, I got to bang it out a lot, like a sh- very short time period. Yeah. Well, it also just come off of like in high school. I was trying really hard to be Christian, um, and I was like, then I went to college, I went to this Baptist school, but like a bunch of my friends were a lot freer. And this is where I like realized I was like, oh, I don't believe in any of this. <laughs> um, and so, like, once I realized that halfway through my first semester, I was like, well, I guess it's time to make up for some uh, for lost time. <laughs> um, and, like, I started my bang spree in college, but it's kind of hard to ghost people at a, like, thousand-person college mm-hmm. the size of, like, a small yeah. residential block. So, uh, the ghosting began afterwards, and then I was just like, one night stands! <laughs> And then I got bored of it after a couple of years. I was like, all right. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Still believe in God, but I'll just, I'm just like, eh, he'll forgive me. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> My God's a very forgiving man. There you go. <laughs> I like it. I like it. See, that's a God worth, like... Worth worshiping. A yeah. lot of people like they're like, "Oh, my God's a dick," and you're like, "Well, why are you worshiping it? Doesn't that make you a dick?" Yeah. <laughs> my God hates people for no fucking reason. It's like, all right, well, don't don't tell him how cool he is. Stop doing that. Don't don't I think believe- that guy's cool. Like I like when people believe in a in a nice, kind God. I think that says something about them because like the people who are willing to worship a mean dude i don't get it but if you're willing to worship like somebody who's kind and forgiving that makes sense to me you know like my god's like like my god's like you don't speak for me i made him gay exactly exactly (laughs) he likes sucking on that penis leave him alone leave him alone he is hurting nobody (laughs) no one is harmed and a few people are pleasured (laughs) oh yeah, usually. Oh my God, I had this one girlfriend. I told her I believed in God. Mm. You thought I'd have whipped my dick out in front of children. <laughs> I swear to God, she's like, how? How? Ah! Oh, I totally get how you can believe in God. That's the thing is, like, I tried really hard to believe in God in high school. Mm. Like, I really, really like. I gave it a good old college track, and I just could not get those synapses to connect in my head. And I was really good at pretending like I did. Mm-hmm. Like, I've always been a very good actor. <laughs> so I was really, like, I led the praise band in my youth group. Like, I was the one with the hand up in the air. 
And you were just swaying. Singing. Yeah, I was. I was the singer. You, you were the swaying. Yeah, I was hands in the air swaying because you like the higher the hand, the closer to God. Yeah, yeah. But in in my world, God's just like. <laughs> Watch this. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, there's the other thing. I was Southern Baptist too, mm. and like, and my mom didn't mm. even necessarily like raise me Southern Baptist. We left the church when I was really young, and then in high school, I went like because it was the only way you had friends. Because I was in a just like suburban Texan town, so yeah. the only way you really have friends is if you, you have a youth to, group. Like yeah. you have to go to a youth group. So that was my that was my college path: show choir and. Uh, <laughs> And a Southern Baptist youth group. See, uh, we grew up Catholic. I have no idea what just fell. A lot of my, I think actually all of my boyfriends, all of my boyfriends until Josh that were like long, that I dated for a long time. Mm -hmm. Anyone I dated for longer than six months was a Catholic. Yeah. And here's, but here's the weird thing though. Like raised Catholic, but like everybody on either side of the family, liberal as shit. Like I was just hanging out with my grandpa a few weeks ago. And this commercial came on about how this woman lost her job for being a lesbian. My 90-year-old grandpa leans in and he goes, I don't know about you. I don't really give a shit what goes on between closed doors between other people. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, you're fucking awesome, old man. <laughs> that's great. See, that's I have... My mom's pretty liberal. Um, and she she's a Christian. Like, she's pretty liberal. But uh, there's a difference, I think. Some of the... The Southern Baptists, they can be staunch, you know. Oh, the Catholics are. But the Catholics, I've always found a lot of the Catholics that I know are a lot, a lot more chill. Really? Like, well, because I guess Catholicism, a lot of it, like, it, it went through its really harsh period. And I think <laughs> a lot of Catholics now are a little more laid back than a lot of the Southern Evangelicals I know. Because the Southern Evangelicals, like, are really intense. Um, there's a lot of very intense Christianity going on in the South to the point where it's like Catholicism is refreshing. Then Catholicism in recent years has had to kind of answer for some of their sins yeah. publicly. So it's like, you can't be that judgy right now. Yeah. Whereas the Baptists are still pretending. They're like, no, none of that happens here. No, no, sir. Not the devil. No, sir. I, I, I like how the Pope was like, listen, abortion's still wrong, but... We'll forgive you now. Right. <laughs> they kind of they're like, look. We don't approve, but if you gotta. Uh, so, how long have you been in the game now? In the game? In the game. Comedy game? The comedy game. Okay. <laughs> not the entertainment game, the comedy game. Uh, a little over three years. It's not uh, that long. It's not that long, but you're like really good at it. Thank so, you. I appreciate yeah. it. I think part of it is uh, I, I I did a lot of, like, I did everything short of stand-up for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Like, I've been a professional actor for a very long time. Yeah. Um, I paid my bills as an actor after college for years. Really? In Little Rock, Arkansas, yeah. I was... Really? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, as an actor? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it, it was It was also, well, and it was, it was thanks to, there were a couple of, like, small theaters out there and like you could it's i wasn't like balling out of control i no. paid my bills and that was about <laughs> it but um but like i was an actor for a very long time and i've done a whole i've done a lot of writing mm -hmm. um and uh, i've done a lot of i've done a lot of reading i've done a lot of writing um and so i think that kind of 
culminates when you spent your entire life writing, you've spent your entire life performing. It's not that far of a leap. Like you kind of get to skip some stuff when you start stand up. You don't have to spend a year or two feeling comfortable on stage. You don't have to spend, you know, six months figuring out how you even speak clearly into a microphone. Yeah. Um, a lot of those skills are already there. I already had the <coughs> skills that like, I was already used to writing every day. I was already used to sitting down and getting really deep into words and analyzing um, how specific words affect people and, like, what does this do and does that do? Like, I already had comedic timing because I did a lot of comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of got to skip some of that. So, like, I've, I've been doing comedy three years, but, like, there was a lot of stuff that I did before that I think feeds into it. That helped you yeah. a lot. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I'm just a naturally very talented and <laughs> overwhelmingly funny person, just in general. It's <laughs> you're like you're like I'm just extremely I'm just talented. Really good. I'm always tempted to be like, anytime I go to an open mic in a new city, uh, and they're like, they're like, oh, how long have you been doing this? I'm always tempted to be like, that was my first time. That's <laughs> oh my god! One time. Uh... I don't remember if this was my going away party in Montana or not for like right before I was moving here. Yeah. But me and my friend Tamara, Tamara oh. Upton, who, by the way, Tamara, if you're listening, I love you. I miss you. Sorry I didn't, sorry I didn't get to see you when I was there last month. Uh, we will catch up, though. But anyways, uh, me and her, our thing is like we both love musical theater. And... <laughs> sound designing for you right now. I'm being a sound engineer, moving the phone closer to be in between us. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we both love musical theater. Word. And we both love Phantom of the Opera. Oh, nice. And so, like, when we do karaoke, mm. our go-to is Phantom of the Opera. Bless. But here's the thing. Phantom of the Opera, not that big in the karaoke scene. Yeah. You can find the music, but it's always like... From the musical, like, with the words and everything. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, I don't remember if this was the last time we did it or not. But uh, me and her did Music of the Night from, uh, or not Music of the Night, uh, All I Ask of You. And so I had to sing over the over the actor who sings it from uh-huh. the original Broadway <laughs> play. And everybody's so drunk at this point in the night by the time we get up. That they can't hear me singing over this guy. And so they think my voice is the voice of the guy singing. <laughs> and so afterwards, they come up to me. They go, was that you singing? Mm-hmm. And I was I'm, I'm yep. actually, you know what? Yes, I, have no, I have no, reg- no regrets. I was about to say I felt like a dick, but no, I didn't. <laughs> I feel perfectly fine telling you. It's a win-win situation. Like, they get to feel like they met somebody really good. You get to get the attention. Nothing wrong with I mean, I always go uh, to karaoke and sing something from my old musical theater repertoire. Like, I always <laughs> sing... I'll sing Cabaret or something like yeah. that. Cabaret is my go-to. Really? Go-to, man. Uh, it was... I performed Cabaret in my senior recital... For uh, mm-hmm. to graduate, like with my undergrad, my bachelor of arts in musical okay. theater, you have to do like you have to do direct a play <gasps> and like <laughs> you have to, like direct a play and all this stuff. Bitch, you didn't even turn your ringtone down for your own goddamn podcast. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I just want to make this clear to everyone at home. My shit is on silent. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! Fuck you, bear! You son of a bitch! <laughs> now Bear's just texting. And you're making no moves to turn it down. Bear, you son of a bitch! Goddamn. I accidentally paused. We were interrupted rudely. Bear, you're a real piece of shit. <laughs> Go record and take it. Oh, God, now fucking West is... Go record. Turn your ringer down! I don't know how! You son of a bitch. You fucking sorry son of a goddamn bitch. There you go. It's uh, the button on the side. There's well, now you're required to just button. go with me everywhere. <laughs> Newsflash, I've just hired Kayla as my assistant. That's two That's two things I've done. I've, I've, uh, I, I think I'm a producer at this point. <laughs> I moved the phone between us, and then I turned your ringer down. I have upped the quality of this production exponentially. And fuck both of you. I put both of you on this shit. Go to hell. <laughs> uh, oh, what dick. I'm going to do something fucked up to them later. It's okay. Cool. I'll pull my dildo out, and I'll slap him with it. It's not the first time. I've taken my strap on and put it on David's shoulder more than once. You were here for that. Ugh. You, you know what? I want to act surprised that you have a strap on, but I'm not. Well, no, yeah, I mean that's that's standard thoroughfare for a bisexual woman. Look, just because like I'm dating a dude that won't let me peg him doesn't mean I'm gonna throw him a dildo out because I can drink. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously not, the, but like the strap on, like I've got I've got the strap and shit for it. I'm not throwing it out. I paid money for it. <laughs> Maybe someday I'll talk him into a threesome. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't let it. Better to have a strap on and not need it than to need a strap on and not have it. That's what my grandpa said to me every day before heading out to the tire shop. He was an honest, hard-working man. <laughs> oh my god! What, what were we? Oh, we, we were we musical were on theater. Yeah, we were on karaoke musical theater. I love karaoke because, like, the the school that I went to had a lot of really, really, really wonderful singers. Uh, and I was never one of the best singers in the room. I was always like a mediocre singer. Oh, really? But at karaoke, <laughs> baby, it's me. It's like, because I've, I've performed musicals drunk. Like, full musicals just drunk. I can absolutely belt out cabaret for a room full of people when I'm a couple rum and cokes in, you know? And I can be the best one in the room just because I have breath support. And it's like, I don't feel like I've been smoking. <laughs> it's me, baby. Oh, my God. Uh, also, sign up. Kayla here actually hosts my monthly, one of the one of the up-and-coming premiere indie shows in yes. L.A., Artsy Fartsy. Uh, if you're not, you should follow Artsy Fartsy Stand-Up Show on Instagram. It's a really fun time. It's It's consistently, like... It's one of those shows that makes me feel real LA. Yeah. It's a it's a very Instagrammable show. It's mm. a combination of uh, an art gallery and a stand-up comedy show mm -hmm. and like the comics are always really funny. 
Um, y'all get the y'all get a DJ, which I'm having so much fun <laughs> with Kyle. Like he's he's such a blast to get to uh, like play back and forth with. Like I've never really gotten to have an Andy Richter before. Or, uh, <laughs> Reggie Watts really more. He's he's so so he adds so much to the show. It's such a fun time. It's definitely worth checking out. Fun fact about Reggie Watts, you know where he's from? Des Moines. Fucking Montana. Baby. Montana. I don't know. I just said something random because it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he's up from the uh, he's up north from where I am. He's from Great Falls. Really? I love yeah. Reggie Watts. Um I'm not so much into his comedy, but like his the the acting stuff he's he's done. He's like, a great actor. I really like I really like weird comics. Yeah, I, yeah. Like he's really like. I, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to take anything. No, no. I mean, I'm like not, somebody I'm, cannot. I, I truly. You can like think somebody's funny, acknowledge they're funny. They're just not like your specific. Yeah, yeah. Taste. yeah. Like there are a lot of comics I really respect. And I think they're funny, but like they're not. When I'm just sitting down to watch a comedy special, yeah. like who am I going to spend my? I can't. Yeah, watch like, every comedy special. Like there, like there's two big. I can't. Brian Regan. Mm-hmm. Brian Regan does not speak to me, but obviously the man is doing something very right. I hope somebody takes that out of context. <laughs> fucking tweets it at him. <laughs> just takes that little sound bite of just. I don't like Brian Regan. Like <laughs> 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 cancel. Everybody just blows up my Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you're a shit comic anyway. Nobody knows who the fuck you are. Ugh. So what are your big hopes for comedy? I mean, aside from, like, the special and all that stuff. When I dream the biggest dream I can, mm-hmm. like, when when I look at, like, what is the one thing that truly would be the pinnacle of achievement for me, mm-hmm. it is... Either having a show that I host in the style of, or taking John Oliver's spot when he retires. Ooh. But, like, I would love to have a Last Week Tonight style show. Like, something where you really deep dive in a comedic way, and it it still has something very valuable to say, and, like, you learn something, and mm-hmm. it imparts something upon the audience that is valuable. But, like, there's jokes, and you've had fun, and there's this, like... A reverence for it. Um, I would love, love to do that. That's I could absolutely see you doing that. Too. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I I really enjoy hosting, and that's the thing is I love hosting. Yeah, I love hosting. Um, I love hosting shows. I love hosting like fucking parties. Like I love hosting dinner parties and people are like I I love hosting and facilitating. Things and I would love to like get to work with a team of writers and stuff. Yeah, and make it all happen. Like be the center head. That'd be so cool. Did you see that movie Late Night? Mm. Hmm. But like I'm and the other thing is like I'm also really politically involved. Like I've worked on a lot of campaigns too. So like I know a lot about politics. Is the other side of that? Speaking like, I know a lot about politics. Speaking of which, fuck CNN for how they treated Bernie Sanders. What did they do? They just—they basically tried to blindside him during his debate. Like I didn't it, notice that. I, I guess like I've watched so much of it. Like I, I do. I mean, they're they're always trying to get views, but I, I feel like CNN is no more guilty of it than anyone else. And I mean, they. Uh, 
I didn't see any blindsiding. I saw some questions and I was like, boo, ask something better. Like the, um, the can women be president stuff. I felt like that was like trying to pit, like start a fight between Warren and Sanders or like pretend like there is more than there is there. Um, but like, I don't see a big blindsiding per se. I just don't see this big grand conspiracy. <laughs> I, just, I think it's a little simpler. Well, I love Bernie Sanders. He's I, great. I worked on his 2016 campaign. Did you? Mm-hmm. I I donate like $2 and some odd cents a nice. month to his campaign that's for dope. this this one. Uh, this that's one. awesome. Yeah. I'm working on Warren's campaign, but like I still really like Bernie. Uh, she's uh, it, for for my taste. She's too ingrained in the system. That's so dumb. <laughs> I, like I said. And what makes you feel that way? It was just because she's got her hands in all these. What? What does she have her hands in? Like with these pharmaceutical companies. And what? Everything. What is? She, what pharmaceutical company does she have her hand in? All right, don't don't fucking quiz me on my own. I'm sorry, you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> That's not my fault. God damn it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I just got made to look like an asshole on my podcast. All right. <laughs> That's all right. That's what I do, baby. Because the thing <laughs> is, like, I, I don't know about everything, but, like, the if I choose to work on somebody's campaign, I know a lot about them. Okay. Because, like, I know a lot about Bernie, too. Yeah. And the thing is, like, um, I like Bernie a lot. And sometimes I feel like people are like, people are being mean to Bernie. And it's like, I mean, he's doing okay. Like, he's fine. Bernie's not out here fucking crying about it. Like, he's fine. He's doing fine. He's getting his message out there. He's connecting with a lot of people. He's having a really impressive showing. He's showing that, like, him and Warren are both showing that progressives are viable candidates. They're showing that the majority of... Democratic voters are very progressive and want these um, want these really difficult um, not difficult but like these what are considered in modern America like to be lofty goals that aren't actually that lofty. You no, know? they want reasonable things that mm-hmm. we perceive as being very difficult. But like they're proving a lot right now, um, and I find the like I find the like arguing in the middle really boring like it's it's so boring and it's so useless because like sanders and warren are very similar they're so much more similar than they are different Hmm. um and warren she's been she's been fighting big big banks forever like she created the cfpb she created the consumer financial protection bureau Hmm. which has gotten money back from consumers from huge businesses, just billions of dollars back for them. Like she's never been on their ticket. She's never been on their payroll. She's been fighting against corporate corruption for a very long time. And when she was supposed, she created consumer financial protection bureau and she wanted to be in charge of it. Um, and Mitch McConnell and his cronies wouldn't let her be. So she went and ran for Senate so that she could, still have her voice. She was like, you're not going to silence me. Like, she is not owned by big business hmm. any any more than, like, you could say Bernie is. <laughs> yeah, I just got schooled. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, man. It's happened. This is what I'm here for. 
Yeah, but I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Let's no bring something else up. I'll school you up. Would you got opinions on cats? Let's dig it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I have four cats, and they're all precious baby angels. Oh, my God. There it's, aren't any about right now, which is honestly surprising. It's actually, coming over to your place always reminds me of going home to Montana because there's oh, yeah. just too many cats in the fucking... Nah. I think there's like six or seven of those motherfuckers. <laughs> I brought one in. And like, and like, here's the thing. Like, I'm not really a cat person. Mm-hmm. This cat forced itself upon oh, me. Aw, I love it. Like... Like, I was working in a farm and ranching supply store before I moved out here. Mm. In Montana, surprise, surprise. Mm. And this cat was this cat was born in the barn there. Oh. Uh, it, was, it was out in the it was out in the feed barn where we kept all like our horse and pig feet feed and everything. <laughs> Fucking goddamn it, bear! <laughs> I didn't even say that. I know, the you're epi- just over there. The recording. episode's about me and it's gonna be named Goddamn Bear. <laughs> Where are you going? He's got a comedian. He's got a You going to Dynasty Typewriter? Oh. Going to see a lady comic? Going to see a boy comic? But no, she she was born out there in the feed bar where we mm. kept all like our pig and horse and whatever, dog food, everything. What's up? Recording a podcast. Cool. <laughs> I'm hey. sure you can tell from our high tech setup. Hell yeah. <laughs> and this this kitten just started following me around and like whenever I drive, like that cat oh. that cat loved Cheetos. It's like I would buy Cheetos a lot. Whenever I drop one, it was. <laughs> That right there, <laughs> right there. So I just started throwing the cat Cheetos. No. And then I like I put a litter box out there, and then I, like I started putting food and water out. That's sweet. And then my boss was like, but there's like a bunch of cats, like a bunch of cats like migrated into the barn though. Mm. So my boss one day was like, I'm just gonna bring my my pistol into mine. I'm just gonna take care, or not his pistol, his revolver. He's like, I'm going to take care of all the cats tomorrow. I said, I don't give a shit what you do with the cats. I said, but if you touch my cat, I'm going to hit you harder than you ever been in your life. <laughs> Fucking right. And so he elected to bring in his life traps <laughs> the next day inst- instead of his revolver. Mm. God, fuck off, bear. <laughs> Goddamn bear. And, uh, but yeah, he elected to bring in uh, live traps because uh, he wasn't too keen on getting hit. Mm. And so, caught the cat. I gave it to my buddy. And I was like, you're really going to have to work with this cat. I was like, because this cat only likes me. And I've never even touched it. Mm-hmm. And so I called him a couple weeks later. I was like, I was like, oh, how's, how's the cat doing? And he's like, oh, I took it to the shelter. I was like, why did you do that? And he goes, I couldn't even touch her. I said, you fucking... I was like, all right, meet me over at the shelter. Mm-hmm. So, we, so we go over to the shelter... And I was like, it's like, I'm here for my cat. And they're like, oh, that cat's not an adoption option. We can't give you that cat. I was like, no, I'm here for my cat. Mm-hmm. And they're like, again, sir, is not an adoption. I was, like, I was like, I don't think you get it. I was like, either you're going to give me the cat or he's going to hold the door open while I start flipping open cages. And they're like, we'll go get the cat. Just wait here. 
so so got the cat, took it to my mom's house, and now it acts like it doesn't even know me anymore. Oh, <laughs> cats are fickle. Mine are super sweet though. Mine are like really, really. They're uh, they're not feral at all. They are cushy, <laughs> cushy little house cats. Oh, that, that, snuggles and pants. <laughs> that was the funniest part of bringing that cat home. Because she'd spent all her life outside. Mm. And then, like, and all the other cats that are, like, always trying to get outside. Brought her home. She was like, oh, my God, this is soft. <laughs> and on the couch, she's like, she never oh, tried shit. To leave again. <laughs> and she's like, I don't know why you're all trying to go out there. This is amazing. Why would you want to be anywhere else? <laughs> she's like, you're idiots. That's awesome. Oh, I'm glad she's happy. I'm always happy. I'm always glad to hear of a happy cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you could you couldn't pay her to go outside. She's like, no. if you tried to, she's like, no, no. <laughs> what? Why do I have to go out there? <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, watching Dane cook that mm-hmm. that was from your from when you were. Like a kid and stuff. Yeah, like fifth, sixth grade. So I'm probably three, four years older than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there 28. any other... 28. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm a few years ahead of you. Mm-hmm. So is there is there any other comics that like speak to you? Like, I wouldn't say necessarily even that Dane Cook speaks to me, but like at that time he was very he was very engaging and very like digestible very, for somebody like yeah that age. Um. But, like, uh, the first comic who I could recite all of their material, like, along with them, was Patton <coughs> Oswalt. Really? Uh-huh. Um, and then I also was super into um, Amy Schumer's first album. Um, I really liked her first album. It was a lot of fun. Um, I listened to that a lot. I got super into Jesse Campbell, um, John Mulaney. Mm-hmm. Dan Cummins, uh, Chad Daniels, Maria Bamford. Maria Bamford's one of my absolute favorites. Sarah Silverman, Kathleen Madigan. I listen to all of Kathleen Madigan's stuff. Um, and then, like, I got, uh, I had a period where I was, like, super into Margaret Cho, and all I, li- I just listened to her for, like, two months straight. <laughs> just, like, listened to everything she'd ever done. Um, there are a lot of comics that, like, I listen to... Just all of their stuff. Like, everything that ever released, every have late ever, night set. Have you ever seen Margaret Cho? Live? Yeah. No, I would love to. She's out there when she dresses up. At least now. Like, yeah, she's so... she's She does whatever the fuck she wants. She's yeah. awesome. Like, she's... Yeah. Um, and, I, like, Margaret Cho's always been funny, but, like, most recent Margaret Cho... I mean, every comedian. Like, their most recent iteration is pretty much my favorite iteration because, like, the longer they go on the less they give a fuck. Like, Margaret Cho's so cool because she was always funny, but, like, she talks about how she was very worried in her early career about pleasing people and, like, um, what it was like being, um, you know, a woman, a young woman at that time and how um, she felt like she couldn't speak up for herself and now she's, like, the most outspoken person. She's like, I don't give a fuck about that anymore. It's, uh, it's dope. (laughs) (laughs) And you brought up Amy Schumer. Here's the thing with mm. Amy Schumer for me. Like, <laughs> I'm sure this has never been issued by a man on a podcast before, but please 
Hit me with it? Like, the leather special uh-huh. was just, in my opinion, fucking atrocious. Sure. But then she comes out with growing. I'm not even... Like, after the leather special, I'm like, fuck that. I'm no. not even going to give it a chance. One of my roommates put put growing on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you go and do something like leather special. And then you fully redeem yourself. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I haven't watched growing yet. I should. Oh, it's so good. I should. I, the most recent special I've watched uh, was Michelle Wolf's new special. And I fucking... Love that shit. It was so good. I I should watch Growing because like I, uh, I watched Leather Special and I was like, all right, unimpressive. But like she's she's a busy person and I, I kind of I have a lot of grace for comics. Like I have a lot of grace for performers. I'm very much like, well, I bet if I was making a lot of movies, I'd probably you know wouldn't have time to write a whole lot of jokes either. Yeah, I was like. <laughs> You're, you're, I just like I, I just try to like I don't I don't like to spend a lot of time just being angry at comics for not <laughs> doing what I wanted them to do. I did think it was funny all the guys being like, or all, not even just guys, but like all the people being like, Amy Schumer's whole special was about sex. And I'm like, do you go watch Carrot Top and complain that he did prop jokes? Like, what are you talking about? Like, you knew what you I were do, in for. I do. You knew what you were in for. <laughs> but uh, like, Leather Special wasn't all my favorite, but. Um, but yeah, her first album, I, I really, really, really fucking liked. And like, I knew the whole thing. I knew, but the first comic, I knew every word, every fucking word. Pat mm. Oswalt. He, Pat Oswalt, he's unique for me because, like, when I first realized, like, he did, because I, I didn't even know he was a comic. Like, he was just that weird geeky guy from Kings of Queens. Yeah. Probably. And then, totally. like, that was the first way I knew him. And then, like, I discovered And then I found out he did comedy on it. And, like, I listened to his comedy. I was like, yeah, this is stupid. And then as I got older, I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Mm. I think there's a lot that I identify with with Patton Oswalt. Because um, he's from this, like, nowhere suburban... <laughs> uh, boring like he talks about how it's not even interesting enough to be like podunk it's just this suburban (laughs) southern place and like he came out this depressed liberal little spit fuck and uh and he's just like kind of nerdy and he used to be really pretentious and now he's chilled out (laughs) um and i love his books he's such a great writer never read any of his books his books are great like uh i recently read silver screen fiend um i read it over thanksgiving while i was at home mm-hmm. um and it i just devoured it like it was the fastest i've read a book in a little while because uh, I, I read it in like a day and a half <laughs> wow i'm like part of the way through bedwetter right now amy silverman's uh sarah silverman she's uh, amy silverman is her sister who she does bob's burgers with sarah silverman i'm most of the way or like third of the way through um her biography right now. Right now I'm reading Behind the Legend, which is about John Wayne. Oh, cool. Yeah, How's yeah. that? It's good. It's good. So, like, the first chapter, it's like, no fucking way that happened. And they're like, hey, guess what? This fucking happened. And you're like, what? <laughs> it seriously happened. <laughs> now I'm like, that's crazy. It's, like, I haven't got to, do you want another? Sure. Yeah. 
won't say no to another beer. We are. It's fun because I like I don't usually drink Guinness, but <laughs> I'm, uh, I ain't mad at it. Oh, it's the best beer <laughs> there ever has. I've become much more of a wine person since oh. I come out to California. It's it's like my joke. Like my favorite kind of wine is definitely beer. Like oh, I, yeah. I think you can just assume that by looking at me. Yeah. <laughs> like that guy likes beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you told that last night, yeah? Mm-hmm. It did not hit. Good old flappers. <laughs> Good old flappers. Where the soul sucking begins. I don't mind flappers. Like I, I don't either. Like, well, because I mean, like they're open mic. Because I do. There is something fun about when everybody's just got this kind of sour attitude, where they're like, "Everybody bombs here, so I'm not even gonna try." And then you go up there and you try just a little bit, and it goes really well, and you're like, "Yeah, it's fine." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, like I really like like it's my home club. You know, I feel really at home there. It's just, you got to know what you're getting into when you do an open mic there. Yeah. I mean, this probably isn't going to go how you want it to go. No, if you, ever, if you never bomb at open mics, you're not writing enough. Yeah, that's very true. And, I, you know, I'm not going to get into it because I, I want it to develop. But, like, I'm working on a new joke. I, I got into it a little last night, then I got off track. There was those two girls, though. Mm-hmm. Sitting in the front. They were dope. They were. I like that one girl's dress. I did too. I even told her I was like, oh, "Your God. dress is really cute." It's. It was really. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. You tell they've never been to an open mic ever. I deeply life. appreciate the random like occasions where someone just wanders into an open mic and they have a good time. Like that's yeah. such a. It's always so fun. Yeah. It happens. It happens every now and then. It's one of my favorite parts of running an open mic when people are there and they're like genuinely really interested and they think it's cool yeah to see some of that work go in yeah. uh, and they're there for for the the they're down for that kind of vibe uh, mm-hmm. those are those are the unsung heroes mm-hmm. of the world for those listening who don't do stand-up comedy you're the real mvps it's true that's real <laughs> but no she she was really like the one, the little blonde. She was really into Ryan. She was really into yeah, Ryan. That's fun. So you said you were you started to get into it last night. Oh yeah, I started like I'm working on this new joke about how I'm the family failure, and like my because my daughter, it my daughter at some point she doesn't want to anymore, but for the joke's sake she does. Mm. Told me she wanted to be a writer, and like when she told me that, I was like, oh god, please let this change. Mm. I was like, I was like, be a doctor or something, because <laughs> uh, one of us needs a retirement plan, and you're mine. Kid. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, uh, what, what do you have? Do you have, do you have any plans for 2020? Anything big on the horizon that you're trying to concoct or anything? Uh, big, not necessarily. Sarah, like, yes and no. Um, we've got more kids in the yard coming, which is, that's the, the show that gets put on in our backyard. Yeah. Um, here we've got, um, I'm taking over the Lexington in downtown, an open mic in downtown LA with my boyfriend. I've still got my open mic at Eno <coughs> Vino. I didn't uh, know you had an open mic. I do. I have an open mic every Wednesday at 5 p.m. at Eno Vino. 
Wow. Well, Largely I'm... regarded as uh, one of the most positive and supportive rooms, but not overly so to the point where people are fake laughing for you, where it's pandering. <laughs> it's just like everybody watches, everybody pays attention, and I do yeah. it. I do a ticket, so I do this ticket system where if you watch, like you don't have to stay the whole time. We totally understand if you want to leave, um, but if you are able and willing to stay the whole time, if you watch from start to finish, you leave with a little ticket. Um, mm-hmm. for next open mic, for the next time you come around, or whenever you want to cash it in, that's good for either an extra minute or your choice of where you go up in the lineup. Oh, wow. Mm. That's cool. Usually I'm busy on Wednesdays. Bummer. If you're ever around, it's every Wednesday. But, Sweet. Uh, but so we've got that. Um, we're working on um, getting some sketches together uh, for the house. I've got a web series that I've been writing. Mm. Um, I've got a feature that... I uh, submitted to a writing lab recently, okay. uh, so we'll see about that. So it's kind of just a continuation of building upon the stuff that I've already been doing, but mm-hmm. it's just, you know, do it more, do it better. Yeah, um, yeah, consistency. Yeah, uh, so, trying to, to produce more content. and You, you know uh, you're supposed to put out like 50 to 60 pieces of content a day? What? Who says? Gary Vaynerchuk. Who? Gary, the entrepreneur, like, superstar. Who? You don't know who Gary Vaynerchuk is? No, apparently he needs to put out more fucking content. He puts out a lot of fucking content. Well, not enough for me to know who the fuck he is. Who's this motherfucker saying you gotta put out 40 to 50 pieces of content? What does he consider content? Just, like, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all, all the social media platforms... Basically, he says, amongst them, you should be putting out 50 to 60 pieces of content a day. So, you can, so like, that's including statuses and tweets and, like, That's including statuses, stories. tweets, stories, going live, uh, podcasts, just content, content, content. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. Man, you gotta breathe sometimes. You gotta, like, breathe and and take a break and spend the night just, like, gotta unplug sometimes. Gotta unwind. Gotta spend a day just day drinking on your patio. (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of putting out content, are you TikToking right now? Uh, no. Uh, I get on TikTok every now and then, but then I saw all the stuff about their, uh, their censoring, um... Uh, censoring people who dissent uh, in China, like about uh, Hong Kong and the protests in Hong Kong, like any content that was coming about about Hong Kong, they were censoring mm. it. So I kind of stopped using it so much. I was like, well, it was, I was kind of sad about it because I like TikTok. I think TikTok's <laughs> a lot of fun. Uh, it, but I was it's like, so much fun. It's so much fun. But I was like, well, I guess I'll stop using it because it's evil but like i use i use so much evil stuff all day like fuck i'm sure my pants were sewn by children what is yeah. it <laughs> like, all right but uh but no i really I, I do really enjoy tiktok i just haven't been on it much lately oh i can't i can't so actually uh the guy hosting the open mic last night uh ryan, ryan he's actually uh a uh influencer on tiktok oh that cute oh. little, look. yeah, yeah. He is. I opened for a TikTok star, 
recently, and... How'd their shit go? It's fine. And? Well, what What's the juice? What's... what's? They're fine. They're, they're new. They were just as... They were right at the place that they were entitled to be with how new they were. Huh. There was a... There, there was some res- reservation when you said you opened for a TikTok. What was that about? It's just funny because, like, I've, I've opened for, like, the full spectrum. I've hosted for this full, full spectrum. Like, I've introduced people who were on Carson, and I've now hosted for somebody that's a TikTok <coughs> star. It's just a fun little, little circle. Little <laughs> circle. Fucking, I've opened for people who were on BET and, uh... Fucking Comedy Central, oh, and yeah. I've opened yeah. for Instagram influencers and uh, YouTube stars, mm-hmm. uh, Vine stars. <laughs> no Vine stars. I'm joking, but like, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's just an interesting spectrum of people that end up headlining comedy shows. You know, I haven't opened for a Vine star, but like I did. It was like a few years ago, back when I was here, and I, but I was just visiting, mm-hmm. and like me and this Vine star. Were performing together. I wouldn't say I was opening for him. Mm. And we were doing a comedy contest, that's right. And he moved forward, which was fine because even if I'd made the finals, I don't know if I'd been able to come back for him anyway. Yeah. But I was like, eh. Like, like he was lucky because like I'd seen him at a bunch of open mics and I was like, whew. But like his set was just like able to come together mm-hmm. in the moment mm-hmm. when it when it counted. I was like, all right, yeah, he's that's all. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, I was he's like he knows what to cut. Yeah, that's like, important. Like, I mean, that's yeah. that's a lot of what I do is I just kind of like all all just blah a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. uh, once or twice and just like kind of riff and get a bunch of stuff out that's just like in my head that I've been thinking about. And once I've done it like twice, I'll sit down with the audio. And then mm-hmm. I just like, all right, what's working? And then I then I can have a clear direction to go, and then I can compound upon what's working and just cut all the extra shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, so we're in a about the last five minutes of the podcast. Word. So let me ask you this: mm-hmm. uh, for anybody who wants to get into stand up comedy, this is a question I'm going to keep from the old format. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give to somebody? give to somebody who wants to get into stand-up comedy and pursue it as a career? Uh, record all of your sets and do vocal exercises. Do vocal that That one we haven't heard before. Vocal exercises, yeah. Like, diction exercises. Because there are a lot of... There are a lot of comics that I see that... Um, like, starting out at open mics that I bet probably are funny. But I have no clue what the fuck they're saying. You know? It's... Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite one is like put a pencil in between your teeth and uh, like say your lines or tell your jokes or whatever. Like if you can still enunciate around the pencil in a way that can still like it's silly, but you can still understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like you do your set. <laughs> it's fine, but like you do your set with a pencil in between your teeth. Mm-hmm. And then people can understand what you're saying when you're up there because you've built the muscles that have <coughs> enunciate for you. 
Hmm. I've like I feel like I'm already speaking clear, having just done that. Like I, I feel like my diction is already better. <laughs> having just done. My diction is always really, really good for like an hour or two after I do vocal warms. But yeah, I'll do like little tongue twisters and stuff in the bathroom just to make sure that like because sometimes like the beats of things in comedy. Like, it's funny to go fast, and then it's funny to go slow. Yeah. If you trip over your words when you're going fast, like, you can't get that effect. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, where can our listeners find you on social media? Uh, all of... I don't have good branding, so it's all, like, <laughs> just kind of... Uh, Kayla Esmond. If you look for Kayla Esmond, you'll generally find me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, which is probably... Um, my more interesting social media place to follow, <laughs> I guess, um, at Kayla underscore cats underscore and underscore comedy. Uh, and then on Twitter, um, where you'll get like my absolute snarkiest, dirtiest jokes. I, I, te- I test those puppies out on Twitter before I post them on Facebook. <laughs> um, and sometimes I'll post things on Twitter. Like sometimes I basically just use it as like a dumping ground for joke ideas. Like it's almost yeah. a notebook some days. It's a combination of like joke notebook and uh, political statements and um, me harassing big banks on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and getting in fights with Russian trolls. I'm like, you're a troll. Um, but uh, you can find me there at Kayla Wa. That's K A Y L A W A A. Kayla Esmond is K A Y L A E S M O N D. Yeah, I think that's that's every. Oh, also follow um, Arkansas House. Follow Arkansas House on Facebook. Oh yeah. Follow if the you want to come to any of our shows, if you want to see any of our sketches that get produced by the house, I'm gonna start doing a better job of like. Posting on Arkansas House about like what the whole house is doing and like shows we've got going. I want to produce a show here, like not not right now, but like maybe starting the summer based yeah. off the podcast. It's it's a super it's a super dope space. Yeah, it's a super dope space to put on a show. I worked really hard. Like I found this house. I did all of our house hunting. Mm-hmm. We moved out to LA. I worked really hard to find a place that like Could was conducive everybody. to house shows. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm really happy with it. Cool, cool. All right. And uh, you got any upcoming shows or anything you want to promote? Yes. I am opening for Ryan Niemiller at Flappers on Wednesday, February 5th at 8 p.m. Ryan Niemiller just came in third in the last season of America's Got Talent, and he's back this season. Um, On the champion season, he's competing against all the champions because he's a fucking champion. (laughs) Um, He's a super sweetheart, and he lived with us for a month. (laughs) <laughs> when he was first out here filming America's Got Talent, he lived with us for a little while. It was awesome to have him, and I'm super, super, super excited to see him again. Um, I've got a whole bunch of other shows coming up. I've got just like a whole, I've always got a bunch of a slew of shows. I'm going to be in Northwest Arkansas and Dallas, Memphis, Tulsa, and Little Rock, and Austin in February, So um, as well as all over L.A. So if you want to see me in any of those places, just follow me. But yeah, L.A., next big one coming up that I would recommend is Ryan E. Miller. Cool. And uh, I've got a show. uh, You can subscribe to Raccoon TV on Facebook. And uh, I have a show on that social media channel. It's called uh, Crazy Stories from Comedians. Did you almost forget the name of your own show? I did. I love it. I did. I love it. (laughs) Uh, I've been your host, JRD. Follow me on social media, JRD Comedy. Uh, That's Twitter, TikTok, uh, 
Instagram. It's just J E R. I'm absolutely gonna go follow your TikTok. D. Comedy. <laughs> Sorry. All one word. And uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in, guys. Until next time. If they listen to your podcast, they better be able to fucking spell your name. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. All right. Until next time, guys. Bye. <laughs> if we could.